It's the Dad in a Rock Podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Join us every week as we give you the dad's point of view on pop culture. And stumbling our way through fatherhood. <laughs> Dad jokes. Star Wars. Streaming. Tech news. Movie news. Listen to lifelong pals tell stories from past and present. Cruise with us into the cheesy every week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and other podcast platforms. And as always, find past episodes and links to our social media pages on dadnarock.com. to another episode of my drunk movie theater i'm kyle sutton i'm trisha campbell and well it's thursday january 21st as of recording time we now officially have a new president woo. you can you, you can woo you can boo i don't care but either way facts are facts so um yeah that happened yesterday and uh of course we already have done our uh our five or top five movie presidents episode. So go back to around November to find that one. I don't remember the title off the top of my head, but anyway, um, I, but no, I was just sitting there thinking about it. Cause I have not got to, got to sit around and watch uh, any of the speeches from yesterday. I typically do. Um, but uh, yeah, Trisha, you got to watch Joe's in comparison to say, I feel like Thomas Whitmore's speech in Independence Day is going to be way too high of a bar to clear. But in comparison to some of those great movie president speeches, where would you, uh, where would this fall? To be honest, I don't remember a whole lot of it. Perfect. That's the way I actually want it. So, right. uh, the less exciting, the better at this point. So, all right. Uh, moving on from that. So, I, I haven't gotten to be at the theater a whole lot i worked saturday night with you mm-hmm. and did not find myself any more annoyed than usual uh you on the other hand have worked like almost every day this week except for sunday and today and you had thoughts that you had to share on twitter would you like to discuss those i so we have like most theaters we have a, a discount day mm-hmm trying to avoid specific branding that would give us away right but uh, up until recently literally this month i had not worked a single one because at first i was only part-time so i was generally working like two days a week mm-hmm. and i was re- recalled back to full-time beginning of december and or mid-december something like that i don't remember and I was still like, it, the discount day was one of my two days off. Mm-hmm. Well, this month I've worked two now. I have to do another one next week too. And it it has always brought out the cheapskates, but it hasn't bothered me as much as it has currently. Like they get discounted tickets, they get discounted popcorn, they can get a free little bitty popcorn. And people always come in and they're like, okay, they buy their discounted ticket. They get their little bitty free popcorn and they're asked for a water cup and they walk on in. And normally I'm like, okay, well, yeah, whatever cheapskate. But with everything the way it is now, it's kind of frustrating because we're literally losing money when that happens. Right. And it's, it's become increasingly more and more annoying as people come in 
not just on discount day, but just any day and either get no concessions or buy very little and try to get whatever they can free, use every coupon to their advantage, uh, ask for free stuff all the time. And I get it. Some people are hurting, but if you're hurting, uh, maybe a movie is not the best choice to spend your money. Right. As much as I want to see you all here, I want to see the people that are prepared to spend money and help us out. Because if you just buy a ticket, guess what? You're not helping us. Yeah. We don't make money off of tickets. We make money off of concessions. So if you buy your ticket and ask for some free water cups and then go on in and pat yourself on the back, oh, look at me, I'm helping local, but no, you're not helping local businesses. So I just had a couple things this week that, you know, coming in and getting their discounted ticket and then discovering that they have a $5 coupon on their account. So their ticket's free. And then they get their free popcorn and their free water cup and they pat themselves on the back all excited and they walk in like, you did nothing for us. Yeah. Nothing at all. And you're patting yourself on the back. Um, I had one lady that she did buy a couple things, but she had some coupons built up and she literally spent like two something and was like, that's so exciting. Isn't that so exciting? And I just wanted to be like, no, it's not. You're not helping. Yeah. But then I literally had a dude, he came in, he got a dis- his discounted tickets, he got his free popcorn, and he literally looks at me and goes, I always feel kind of bad when I don't spend very much money. And then proceeds to just go ahead and pay for his just his discounted tickets. And then comes back five minutes later and asks for free water cups. Obviously, it doesn't bother you that much. Obviously. But the one, the one that made me the most mad was a dude that was literally fighting me on the the cost like on on his total oh this one was stupid enough that i think i looked at you and i went are you like how did this guy (laughs) wind up breeding and having a family like much less get out of high school so i i'm gonna have to throw out a few specifics here just to get across how stupid this was yeah um but so our 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 members get a five dollar ticket on this discount day Now, if you go to any of the premium formats or whatever, it's more expensive, but this customer was just going to a normal movie. So they needed, they were buying four tickets Mm -hmm. and have a free ticket on their account. Okay, cool. So they, that drops them down to $15 for the four tickets because one of them was free and the other three or $5 each. Then they had a $5 off coupon. They got their free popcorn. They bought a handful of kitchen food items and they got like a drink or two although their total ended up coming out to 45 dollars and some odd rate of change and this dad was just he stares at the computer and he stares at me because this doesn't look right and i was like i'm i'm sorry is there something you're confused about like i literally read him off the entire thing you you have you know four tickets one is free the other other three or five dollars each you have a five dollar off coupon you had this food you had this popcorn, you had these drinks. And he's like, it just, it, that, that, that says tickets are $15. What? Sir, if I was charging you $15 a piece for your t- three tickets. Total would be a lot higher. Your total, with your food and everything, your total would not be $45. The total for the tickets would be $45. And then you'd have your food. Yeah. And I said, so I said, sir, it groups the tickets together. So it's showing you four tickets at five dollars each and it says 15 because you had one free so instead of 20 it says 15 
goes, well, then what's this plus five underneath? I said, well, you have a $5 coupon that rings up as another line item, just like a ticket or a food or whatever. So it's showing you the four tickets at $5 each, $15 because you had the free one and then a $5 off. He goes, well, it says plus five. I, I can't see your mon the monitor that's in front of you, but I can see my computer and it is taking $5 off. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't say that. And he keeps fighting me and fighting me. And I was like, sir, the tickets are $5 each. Yeah. You're paying for three tickets because you had one free. You have a $5 off coupon. You had these free things. You also bought these extra things. And that brings your total to $45. And he fights me and fights me. And so finally his wife was like, just shut up and pay her. Yeah. And I was like, sir. Yeah. How did you how, how did you pass first grade math? Yeah, that would have probably been the moment for me where I just look at him and go, you know what, sir, you're right. Let me fix this for you. Close out his rewards and then charge him full price full for price. everything. And then go, does that look better? Is that more to your liking? And then he'd go, well, well no, that's like, what Then shut the fuck up you're already and paid, your job. Like you're already getting so much for so cheap. Right. And, which is, again, not helping us. But the one I, that finally broke me that I had to tweet was yesterday. Wednesday is by far our slowest day of the week. Uh, it yes. just is. The, and we're used to it. Right. We, I think we average about 45 people all day on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. For, you know, our two rounds, whatever. And the first round especially is super slow. Like sometimes we'll have 10 or 15 people in the building for that entire first round. Yeah. And the my coworker had, had gone in the back into the kitchen to do something. I don't remember what. So I was up there alone. Whatever. We just opened. There's hardly anyone there. Uh, it was, I think it was like the second customer walked in the door. We're running everything out of the concession stand because we don't have the staff to run box office. And we don't really need to run box office because we're so slow. Yeah. So this dude walks in the door and walks completely across the empty lobby. It is dead i'm the only person in sight and he walks back and he had already bought his ticket online cool look at his confirmation tell him where to go he he's like oh i got this email about a free popcorn okay yeah get him his free popcorn and he, i think he bought a small drink and then he looks at me and he goes i don't know how you afforded to stay open <laughs> okay here's the five whatever and i'm just like are you are you kidding me are you kidding me right now yeah. like you realize you just took a free popcorn and only paid for a small drink like we made pretty much no money off of you right now yeah and you have the audacity to stare at me and go you don't know how we stay in business yeah i'd have i'd have you were the reason we're struggling yeah you I, sir <laughs> trisha you are a better person than i am because again i probably would have just looked at him and said yeah if only people would spend more money on things besides a small drink maybe i don't like know like if i'm getting something free i'm gonna be like oh okay yeah well i'm gonna need a drink yeah free popcorn cool okay i'm gonna need a drink to go with it now i don't drink that much pop so i don't need a big one so i probably sure. get a small anyway but you know what you better believe i'd be adding a candy onto that right like maybe get it maybe get another snack too like um yeah especially so, especially now okay so so more to that so uh here lately like, oh oh you got funnel cake fries oh yeah throw one of those on yeah so so speaking of like getting people to 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 spend more and and all that 
Have you noticed, so here lately, we have had at our location, we've had people getting a lot of free medium popcorns on their rewards accounts. There's an option on there that you can upgrade it for a dollar to a large. Mm -hmm. You can get a large popcorn with Which, a free refill. I feel like, dollar. yeah, pre-pandemic, I'd say the majority of the people that got those went ahead and did that. Right. Now, you'd, you'd get like the, you know, the, the old people that come in, they're like, oh, I don't need that much popcorn. Right. That's fine. In fact, you don't even have to fill that medium bag full. Can I get a small? No, I inventoried. Okay, well, just fill that medium bag half full then. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, but have you, you, then you have obviously noticed what I'm about to say is the number of people that have those that won't go ahead and just spend the dollar on the large popcorn. Like, never mind. I get, I, I get the times are tough, but if someone is coming out in the middle of this to come watch a movie. Yeah. I'm going to assume they're not having money trouble and that they're doing just fine. Exactly. So, no, I don't feel bad ragging on people for not spending money yeah. because these same people are the same people that come in week after week and are like, how's business doing? Is it picking up? How are you doing? Are you guys going to close? I hope you don't close. You know the best way to make sure we don't close? Spend, money. Spend your money. Yeah. No, it, it, it drives me up a wall too. And we, you know, we have one or two that I deal save, with. Save your gift cards to win because gift cards don't expire. Save your gift yeah. cards for when, when things are turned around a little bit, when things are looking better. Right. Save yeah. it for like this fall or this Christmas when chances are enough people will be vaccinated that things will be picking up. Right. Right now when we are hurting, that's not the time to, to take advantage of all your free stuff and your gift cards and spend as little money as possible. Yeah. Because I've said before, how many people are coming in on discount day, spending as little money as possible, and then sitting there bragging to their friends or patting themselves on the back? Well, I'm I'm patronizing small business and I'm I'm helping them out and keeping them afloat. When in reality, they're actually hurting us. Right. That's that's the been the unfortunate thing about this pandemic is that the ones that we have gotten to come back are not the ones that we want to come. And back. and the number of people who are complaining about fewer options for things. Well, there's not as much popcorn seasoning and there's not as many drink choices and you don't have as much candy. Yeah, because we don't have money. Because we don't Someone was complaining that we didn't have flavor shots for the drinks. You don't pay for that. So no. Yeah. Anything that is not going to get us a monetary return is gone. Right. Limiting drink options. Those seasonings, we pay for those and you just set it out for you to use for free in hopes that you'll buy more popcorn those we're, we're, we're going to limit how I think we're only technically allowed to order one or two of the more popular flavors. Yeah. Which we generally keep a decent number on hand anyway. So that hasn't been a problem. Right. And like the candy. Yeah. We're going to streamline it down to our best sellers. So yep. your, your obscure candy that like no one else buys and we have to chuck half of it because it goes out of, uh, out of date. Yeah. No, we're not going to keep buying that. Yeah. Sorry. Goobers are out. Get yourself some M&Ms i've thrown away so many goobers i know and i love goobers i love chocolate covered peanuts i will tear them up so yeah it's it's frustrating and i yeah and then there's the dude that immediately after being told that um they they made a request for a a, a drink I'm trying to be as non-specific as possible fuck them they they we use one company people ask for another company of course drink wise and immediately after being told that we use the specific company we do, we were asked if we had a drink that is the opposite company brand name. 
And I don't mean like, oh, they didn't know that this company owns this drink. Like it's no, it's, it's the brand. Like, like it's, it's the company name is in it. It's just a, a diet form. Yeah. No, oh, we no. don't have that. Yeah. stop yeah you're no. dumb no it happens every time somebody orders a whiskey and cola so i think i've just given enough away enough information for you to figure it out but i still want yeah. to specifically say it yeah this was a, a specific not not straight up diet cola but one of the offshoots yep yeah it it's it's incredibly frustrating the the way that that we just keep getting we keep getting the worst of the worst it feels like um and i i look you have diet root beer no hardly no one drinks it anyway so you know what we have diet cola and diet dr pepper yep because those the two people drink yep we had night diet mondu for a while but i don't know we might have finally used the last of it you just gave away which company we were talking about (laughs) hey i'm not saying that specific brand name they want to do their research and figure it out that's different (laughs) i just i noticed i'm like good job anyway anyway uh, yeah it's it's frustrating i and and there's no there's no good answer for it other than you know everything gets back to normal and everybody does what they're supposed to and we can harp on that all day um it's not gonna do us any good until people actually do it so um yeah it's it's frustrating meanwhile today i've had a headache all damn day literally all damn day and I don't know, I know it's probably due to the sudden change in weather because we've gone from shitty out and like 30s to sunny and 55 yeah. today because the Midwest does not know what the fuck it is doing when it comes to the weather. <laughs> never That's has, it. never will. So anyway, so I've had this headache all day. I've taken like four ibuprofen to get rid of it. I'm now drinking to get rid of it. So because at the very least, if I'm going to have a headache, at least I won't feel it. Well, I had to make but, a... I had to make a run to uh, Target today. Yeah. I did curbside like I do. And I'm sitting there looking around at all the people who are, because it's in it's in this massive shopping, outdoor shopping center. Mm-hmm. I look at all these people that are just going on their merry way on a Thursday afternoon, just going in and going clothes shopping. And I'm like, why, why are you here? Yeah. Go home. Just because you have a mask on doesn't mean you get to do anything you want. Go home. Right. it's not it's not oh this isn't over you should be home yeah um anyway so i've had this headache all day i went today uh i so i'll i'll just tell you guys my business uh i had a psychiatric evaluation this morning um nothing major it's just uh i have to have it for the surgery that i'm i'm having in a few months uh i will give more details about that once we get to that point but anyway uh so I had the psychiatric eval, which already bummed me out because as I'm talking to the guy about my family, because he's asking about, you know, personal history and all this other stuff. And as I'm relaying my family's personal history, he goes, doesn't sound like you're very close to any of them. And I go, well, that's not, yeah, that's exactly what I just said <laughs> isn't it? in just fewer words. Anyway, got out of there, found myself completely bummed with a headache after going through all these questions. By the way, 300 question evaluation and i think about 25 of those questions were about self-harm or suicide oh geez and i'm sitting there going i'm not going to slit my wrists that would just i freaks me out too much no i'm not going to shoot myself either i'm actually living to spite people uh so anyway uh, just i have to make a dark joke but anyway there were a lot of self-harm questions on there and i'm like what the fuck 
so anyway, so I left with my headache, came home for a little bit, and then went to work right afterwards. As I am at work today, now I shouldn't probably be telling DMV stories because there's personal information that could get out. But I had a barrage of people, like five in a row, and then more later on, who did not, for the life of them, have all their paperwork together. They were close. They were like literally like one piece of paper off. And it was driving me up a wall. And so every person after those five just became an instant dumbass in my mind. Was it the same piece of paper for all five or was it a no, different? No, no, it was always a different piece of paper. So like one person, it was their insurance. Another person, it was their property taxes. Another person, it was one person forgot the fucking title, which you need to do title work. I'm like, really? Well, then, then I, I had- I was reading I, my tags online and they have all my info already in the system, so. Yeah, yeah. well, and some people are having issues with that, but that's- uh -oh. Say anyway. it's just a matter of here's the number off of my uh my inspection yeah. sheet well, and uh, here's my payment now give me my sticker. Well, and so that's the thing; these were not all renewals; these were oh. all people buying new vehicles or new ah. or yeah. collection. But there was it's been one a while since I did that. <laughs> there was one dude who seriously came in and like could not make up his mind whether or not he would go ahead and title one of the vehicles today and do the others later when he had all of his other paperwork for them, or if he would just wait. And I'm just like, I don't care. Make up your fucking mind. And he kept apologizing for wasting my time. And I'm sitting there going, you didn't waste enough of it because I'm still here for another half hour. But then there was- I don't know. That's another tweet I did. So hold on, let me get there. Go ahead. So then, so then this is how I knew I was in a bad mood. You and I have talked, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show, but I have a bad habit of sometimes reading something and mistaking it for being something totally different. Case in point, those I mean, crazy- we've all done that at some point. Okay, but like like making it dirty. So like case in point, the salt life stickers. you are as a person. It's true. So the salt life stickers. Uh -huh. And I saw a TikTok today about this and I'm like, that's me. I keep misreading salt life as slut life. I knew that was coming. Yes. You'll appreciate this one even more. Okay. I'm looking at this person's address on their paperwork. I probably gave away too much information now, but fuck it, I'm already this far. <laughs> anyway, it's the ad the street name was Bitter Creek. And I and I totally misread it as bitter cunt. And I'm sitting there going, what? Well, yes, hey, I told so, yes. salt life I get. Right. But bitter it was in cursive really? one. It was in cursive one. Two, okay. I was okay. A, it, that's, I was a, yeah. That's different. I okay. was in a bad mood too, but and that affects everything. And three, I just I wasn't even paying close enough attention to it. I just kind of looked down and then kind of did a double take. Like, did that say bitter cunt? I feel attacked. <laughs> I feel like that'd be an actual street somewhere in Scotland. It we right. So the way, the way they throw that word around. No, that would be a that would be a pub. Like the name of the pub. The bitter cunt. Like I would go there and have a pint and just watch people drop the C bomb all day. Like it would be the best day ever. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just like I said, I was in such a foul mood this afternoon and I'm still I still am fighting this headache. Like it sucks. Well that's like I, I forgot I did tweet that out as well about uh the, the place of the discussion about who's paying for what is not in front of my register. Oh, God. Look, this has been a thing forever. This is nothing new. No. However, before it would be, you know, why, why have you sat through this line and not had this discussion in line? But, like, that, that's already annoying. But, like, the other day, 
again, we're super slow, like all the time. We don't really have lines. And during the week, a lot of times we don't even have more than one customer at once. Yeah. And so I'm at the register, I see people coming in and it takes, it takes a minute to walk across our lobby and I see them and I wait till they're close enough and I say hi and I greet them and I say, what can I get for you? And they say hi and then they immediately turn to each other and go, so are you paying for the tickets? Am I paying for the, and I'm paying for the concessions or how are we doing this? And I'm like, why did you walk back here? You weren't ready. And so then I have to stand there while they have this discussion about who's paying for what. And then they finally are like, okay, yeah, yeah. They figure it out and they go. And then they have to have another like 10 minute conversation about who's sitting where. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then finally we get to the concessions and okay, what do you want? Ah! It's just, why? Why? Had me also had a lady the other day come up and it wasn't me i almost walked away just because i couldn't she she walked back it was it was my coworker, and they buy tickets he, he pulls up the seating chart and, you know gives the spiel this is the colors that are taken and, and this is the front row and she immediately is just like oh, well I, what how far away from the screen is 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 row d or whatever and I've had that question before, and I'm always like, what what answer are you looking for? Because I know, and I told them later, I was like, one of these days, I'm very, very tempted. When someone goes, well, how far away from the screen is that? To go, 30 feet. Just to watch them go, wait, what? What what is what does that look like? What is that? Exactly. You don't know what that looks like. Stop asking me that question. Yeah. Like. I give you a specific number. Are you looking for more vagaries? Like you just want me to say, oh, you know, about, about this like, far, about yay. It's far uh, enough. If you're looking for too close or too far, that is an entirely subjective opinion that I cannot give you an answer to because my opinion is not necessarily gonna be yours. So then he tries to restructure it and he's like, okay, where do you usually like to sit? To which she replied, well, I've never been to this theater before. What does that have to do with anything? A theater is a theater, a theater. Do you like to sit in the back? Do you like to sit up close? Do you like to sit in the middle? She's like, well, I like to sit like above everything. So we're not like, we're getting it back. Okay, yeah, we have stadium seating. Okay, congratulations. You just narrowed it down. As do most theaters. There's very few theaters anymore that don't have stadium seating. If you're asking where the stadium seating starts, we can tell you, but don't just go, well, I don't know where, I'm never, I don't know this theater. It's a room with a big, big screen. Do you want to sit closer? Do you want to sit far? It's not that complicated. Yeah. Which afterwards said coworker, we, when we were talking about giving specific answers, when people ask how far away is said row, he, he said he really wants to go in to every, every theater and measure every row, how far it is from the screen, just so that at some point when someone asks that can be like oh yeah that one is 45 feet from the screen which which i after which, you told me that yesterday i told you guys i have a laser measure here at the house which i guarantee you the second we do that and go yeah it's 45 feet from the screen people are going to be like mm -hmm. what, what what does that look like yeah it was a dumb question wasn't it yeah because i know <laughs> this is america we can't we can't imagine distances why do you think we measure everything in football fields true we, we will measure it in anything but the metric system. How far away is that city? Oh, it's like a two-hour drive. Yeah. 
how, how, how big is that, that building? Oh, it's like the length of two football fields. <laughs> don't big... measure things in actual distances. We can't visualize that. How, how... Don't ask me how far a row is. How big is if you that crater? don't want a specific answer. My favorite one is, how big is that crater? Well, you could fit 19 refrigerator refrigerators into it. And I'm going, why that, is that on a news channel? That was, that, uh, that was a... It was a sinkhole. A it was a sinkhole. That's yes. what it was. Yes, you could that fit was, 19 That was right here. That was, that was a local news source too. Yes, like I'm sitting there going, we will literally measure anything but actual feet yes. and metric system. Like that's how yes. ridiculous we are uh but like sit there and be like okay my eyesight really sucks and i know it's a big screen but it really really sucks so i need to sit kind of close but i don't want to sit right in front okay cool this is the first row up the stairs or this is the the last row on the floor you know you probably want to be somewhere in there well i i really hate sitting really close i want to sit like way far back okay well back row is probably your best bet i'll say i'm generally a back row person the only exception being our biggest theater i mean i'll say i, I do like the back row too but that one tip for people i usually recommend a couple rows in front of the back row because that's a huge screen yeah but like tell me whereabouts in a room you want to sit don't how far is it unless you want a specific distance measured in feet don't ask that just just tell me where you want to sit also on the subject of seating and then I, we can move on had a dude i didn't have our boss handled it i just overheard it <laughs> he walks up and asks to see news of the world while News of the World is still decently popular right now. So my boss pulls up the, the seating chart and gives him the spiel. And then the guy goes, my seats are taken. Which is why I kind of looked over like, what? And, and so our boss is like, oh, well, what, what, what seats do you usually sit in? And so I'm pulling it up too, because I'm curious. Like, I, I want to know. So he picks, he tells us that, he tells him it's basically the first row up the stairs in the middle. Cool, popular seats, but they're taken. The rest of the row is empty and there's additional seating all around that theater. Like there's only like six people in that theater. He's got options. And the next thing I hear is, well, what about Marksman? You're gonna switch movies because the specific seat you want isn't available? That That is a special kind of dumb. Like I- I get having a preferred spot. Like, yeah. you know mine, especially in yeah. the biggest auditorium. I like to sit dead center, no yeah. matter where we're at. But, but like, if every single center seat is taken, you're like, okay, fine, I'll slide yeah, to the I side a bit. off to the left or right. Like, or the only center seat left is the back row. Sure, we can go up there. Yeah, exactly. But like, again, there was, there were, I think the back two rows were still completely open and there was still space on the sides on the ones that middle seats were taken, but because his specific favorite seat was not available, he went to see a different movie. What an idiot. What? Wow. I, I, it was a struggle to keep a straight face. That, like I said, that's, that's a special kind of dumb. Like, I mean, I get the dedication to your seat, but. Like, I, I get it, we have favorite seats. And you're like, oh man, my favorite seat's empty. I gotta go sit somewhere else. Yeah. But like, come on. It's not that important. No, no, it's not. So, um, geez. All right. Well, you ready to talk about Dune? It's about that time, guys. Yep. So we we are diving deep into into the treasure trove that is Dune. 
Uh, if you want to go back and listen to like our past like 20 some odd episodes to get you caught up, by all means. Uh, <laughs> right now we are in the middle of book two of this first book because it's separated into three books. Just call them ads. Like maybe that's just a theater kid in me. Just call them ads. Anyway, book two. Well, when we last left off, Thuthi uh, Hrawat had gotten knocked the fuck out, and like one of his one of his partners was dead. Uh, so we don't know what happened to him. Uh, and then Lady Jessica and Paul were out traveling the desert, trying to figure out where the hell to go next. Um, so this week we're on uh, chapter. They had met up with the Fremen. Yes. And there had been a a raid on the the Fremen base that they were in, and so Duncan Idaho held them off while they took to an ornithopter. Yes. and had flown into a storm yes so that's where we left off yeah. so when we pick back up we are now stuck with baron harkonnen joy and introduced to a new character every time uh, i realize it's a harkonnen chapter i'm just like oh uh, i feel dirty and, and there's more shit in there that makes you just feel gross after reading just, that it's chapter. worse yeah. every time it's one of his chapters it does it hmm yeah uh it, no it's it's bad um so this time like i said we are meeting uh rabin or raven i haven't figured out his name pronunciation yet anyway dave batista's character is what i, I was saying out. rabin because there's two b's rabin. yeah um anyway so rabin is uh baron harkonnen's nephew poor poor sap uh but we're introduced to him and he's basically going to be brought back in apparently he was he was in charge of shit on on Arrakis previously and then got mm-hmm. kicked the fuck off planet. Not sure what the story is there, but I'm sure it was a good one. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, Baron Harkonnen lets him in on, on so throughout this chapter, we find out that he now has Thufir Hawat uh, in his in his clutches. Uh, and well, his, the Sardaukar do. The Sardaukar do. He's, he's going to get it. And he's plotting to <coughs> both him and who else? There's someone else that the Sardaukar have that he's trying to to get. I can't remember. So he can kill. Uh, oh, uh, Kynes. Dr. Kynes. Yeah, Dr. Kynes. So he wants Kynes dead. He wants Hawat to replace Peter DeVry. Um, and so he's he's laying out his plan. He's going to like wine and dine Thufir and it's like the f- you, you just took everything away from this man. And so, it, it, of course, it comes out that now the Baron knows that Thufir does not trust Lady Jessica, still suspects her of, of the treachery. So he's uh, convinced that he can play that up. Yes. To convince him to join him. And so that's what he's, that's what he's laying out, and that's what he's laying out to Radin. Uh, and of, it, it, so, so I guess the plan is, is to basically let use Rabin and his his son i believe it is the son or his nephew to uh, kind of help manipulate arrakis and basically start making his, the, making the push brother do what i think it's his little brother might be his little brother but the, the one that the one that he wants to ultimately become the emperor yeah i'm pretty sure it's his little brother Yes, so he is he is making a this is now part of his grand plan to not make himself emperor, which I, I have to admire. Like at least he's not, you know, all I will rule the galaxy. No, he's gonna like a oh, Harkonnen's gonna do it. 
It just won't be me. It'll be this one. I like him. He's good. And then closes out the chapter with, he has a nice body. And I'm going, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? He spends a lot of time discussing like bodies. Like, yeah. It's casually mentioned that he uses um, suspensors to carry his own because basically he's so fat. Yes. And there's a moment where Rabin comes in the room and he's like taking stock of him basically. And it's basically like, he's already getting kind of pudgy. He's going to need suspensors just like me to carry his weight. Right. But it's almost like he's, he's thinking this like it's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's fucking weird. Uh, yeah. So, so that was that chapter. The follow-up chapter, we and also that he purposely like yells at people for things that he's not actually mad about, just to keep them f- afraid of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he does that to his new, uh, new. Yeah, Sergeant like he's he's Captain. trying to convince the Baron that uh, Paul and his mom are dead, and he's like, "It's oh, it's it's certain, it, it's for certain. They flew into the storm. No one, no one can survive that." And yeah. the Baron agrees. But instead of saying as much, and because he sees him squirm and decides to yell at him and be like, is it certain? Have you seen their bodies? Well, inside, well, internally, he's like, yeah, they're dead. It's, it's, it's done. I'm, I've succeeded. Well done me. Pat on the back. Right. Fear. Fear is how you... Ru- no. No, it's not. No. no. Yeah. And then he casually keeps dismissing the Fremen. Yeah. Like, like Rebin keeps trying to say... we need to pay attention to these guys and the parents just like no we don't they're inconsequential they don't matter right the starter car want to go take them out so let them do it who cares yeah it's uh yeah such a uh, honestly you just worry about getting me paying me back yeah and ruling with an iron fist give me all the spice and keep fear in their hearts okay so uh so that's where we left uh he's the fire lord he, oh god moving sorry. on so uh sorry I'm trying to order my food here for dinner uh so so the follow-up chapter is we're back with paul and jessica who are now back in the desert yep. and are making tracks to try and get to the fremen that's that's mm-hmm. the plan get to them unite with them survive the desert find the fremen yeah so that's what they're gonna do um along the way of course they are trying not to run into a worm uh up to the point of changing the way that they step because apparently part of what disturbs the mm-hmm. the sandworms is rhythm if yeah, you they- a certain rhythm they're going to come towards you if you take a couple steps stop take one step stop and just mm-hmm. kind yeah, of- you can't have a consistent rhythm otherwise yeah. it draws them yes so it's all part of their plan they wind up on a kind of in a cliff face uh, above mm-hmm. the like out, outcropping of rocks. Yeah, uh, and wind up getting caught in a sand a sandslide essentially, uh, to where Lady Jessica gets buried. the The pack that they have goes missing. Uh, so this all whole chapter is basically about the two of them having to work together uh, to survive. He, he briefly panics and then has to remind himself yes. of both what he knows of her training and his training right 
Uh, and then we're to get her out. And he, he, as soon I noticed as soon as she's out, he's already like, well, the pack's gone. We're going to die. That's it. Yeah. And she's the one that's like, no, yeah. we can do this. Right. So figured out. <laughs> yeah. So basically where, where we have gone, where we've been the last few chapters with Paul after he had this great awakening, uh, is that he's still a boy. He's still a teenager. Mm -hmm. He is still not quite sure of himself. As confident as he was the last chapter or two, uh, this really shook him and showed that he still he has a very, lot to learn. Yeah, he very quickly acknowledges that he panicked and it was not, yeah. not, not the proper response that he expected of himself. Right. And so Lady Jessica tells him that she still has much to teach him. Yeah. And so, yeah, so, so I feel like the, this chapter was basically just kind of character building for the two of them mm -hmm. uh, to kind of set us up for, for where we're eventually going to go with them. Um, but to kind of show this bond between mother and son that has been rattled the last. I was say they, they they he was pretty cold towards her for a while, and this yeah. I think was the first step in kind of them coming back together. Then, yeah, 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 um, yeah. So so these were two good chapters, not not the fastest, but they were still interesting from a character mm -hmm. standpoint um, for for this chapter, and then of course from a plot standpoint with Harkonnen. Um, was also interesting and also gave us a new character. I'm actually really kind of excited to see what's going to happen with with this Rabin dude, uh, mm -hmm. especially since this is the Dave Batista character. Um, I am hoping because because there's a lot of talk about about violence uh, that he's committed and mm -hmm. what he can and can't do or is allowed not to do or allowed to do and not to do. And I'm going. I feel like Batista is going to just knock that shit out of the park. Probably. Uh, so. Um, I suck it, Rock. I would never say that to his face because he would definitely put me <laughs> through a table. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Uh, but that's where we're at. Trisha, do you have any thoughts on these two chapters? Nothing. Hasn't already been said. Nothing has already been said. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a little bit of movie news. Not a whole lot to talk about this week, but enough to pique our interest. So uh, stick around. Hi, I'm Bex, also known as Potato Lady Podcast Reviews. Every weekday, I tweet out reviews of indie podcasts. My goal is to unite listeners with their next favorite show, like the one you're listening to now. I also have a newsletter that provides links to reviews, sneak peeks, ad space, and more. So follow me on Twitter at BexGoose, that's B-E-X-G-O-O-S, to start getting weekdaily reviews. Find all the info you need, including the link to sign up for my newsletter, in the thread pinned to my profile. And feel free to get at me if you need a recommendation. And now, back to your show. All right, we're back. So, a uh, little bit of movie news here. Um, Disney, of course, has been doing their live-action remakes, uh, and they are working on a live-action adaptation of Peter Pan, we now have some more casting news. It was announced a while back that Jude Law would be playing uh, Captain Hook. Trisha's not at all happy about it. I uh, am indifferent. Um, but I am more excited about this one. Uh, we have our Mr. Smee. And it is one Jim Gaffigan. And the only other person that I want to play Smee personally is Bob Hoskins. And of course, he's dead. So that's not an option. So Jim Gaffigan will have to do. Uh, 
love or hate this, this casting decision. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm good with it because I I love Jim Gaffigan. Uh, the dude cracks me up. He's not I, on. I, I'm more upset with the hook casting because I'm too attached to uh, Mr. Colin O'Donohue. Yeah. Hook. And I'm, I fully acknowledge that it's not going to change my mind, but I fully acknowledge I'm biased. Yes. Well. And I'm not the only one. I know there's been a lot of people online upset. <laughs> Me personally, I would prefer Dustin Hoffman. Like, just give me Hook. Just re-release that on the big screen, but whatever. Uh, I'm not, I, I, again, I don't have enough skin in the game to care about this one. Peter Pan's not one of my favorite movies. I just hope or stories. that even, even if it's Jude Law, I hope they go more of the traditional J and Barry Hook than the original Disney. Like, Dustin Hoffman, big curly wig. Yeah. Like, handlebar mustache hook like errol flynn inspired hook and i don't want that hook i want the like the hook that jay and barry described as the handsomest man he'd ever seen with eyes the blue i forget supposed to be stupidly handsome and charming and and you know outgoing and whatnot not some big swashbuckling handlebar mustache perm kind of dude i love the perm like I, again, I, this isn't one of my favorite like animated movies or even one of my favorite stories, so I'm kind of open to whatever. Honestly, the story of Peter Pan doesn't interest me. It just doesn't. Never has. That's why I didn't watch the, the one with uh, Hugh Jackman a few years ago that came out. That was a total flop. Uh, I didn't... You don't remember. It was called Pan. Yeah, it was a big budget spectacle from Warner Brothers. And, Wait, I think I did watch that one. Yeah, I didn't bother. He played a pirate. He wasn't Hook. That's all I know. Because uh, it was like a Peter Pan origin story or something. I, I don't know. I had no interest. Uh, Maybe yeah, I no, he, an older one. Yeah. The only iteration... Yeah, the only iteration of Peter Pan that I have thoroughly enjoyed is Hook, and that's more for the nostalgia of Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman and yeah. Bob Hoskins. Um, Dante Basco. And Dante Basco. So... Uh, Rufio! Rufio! See, that's what we're not going to have in this, and that's why it's ultimately going to suck. So, um... It, it's just, the more I learn about the original, like, Jay and Barry's original, in, like, idea of the story, the more I realize how much Disney dumbed it down. Yeah. And tried to make it very black and white, like, like sure. they did, like they always did back then. Like, you yeah. had to have a clear-cut hero and a clear-cut villain. And the original Peter Pan was not that clear cut yeah hook was never truly like a real villain in the disney sense it was just he was a dude that sometimes was on pan side and sometimes wasn't on pan side sure and disney just turned him into a villain just because yeah. hey pirate bad yeah yeah and uh, like i said i don't i don't really care one way or the other there's just I, a I just lot more to... nuance to the story that disney sure. completely was like nope gone yeah, and well, and they're going to have a much longer runtime with this than they they did the original animated movie, which only ran for like seventy minutes. So, so there's yeah. a lot more they can flesh out. So maybe you will get that nuance. I just hope they do something different with it. Um, and I think that's what I liked about Hook is that it was a Peter Pan story mm-hmm. told from the perspective and of an older Peter Pan. That's what I love about all the Hook char- the Peter Pan characters in Once Upon a Time. Sure, is there's a lot more to it. First of all, they meet Peter Pan the villain, which is still my favorite. Yeah. Um, less okay for that. He was fantastic as 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 evil Peter Pan. Right. But like all the, like the whole Peter Pan backstory that they did, they tried to stay 
from what I understand, they try to stay a lot more true to Jamberry's vision while doing their own twist, like they always do. But it, it was not the the typical expected Peter Pan kind of story. Yeah, there was much more to it, and they made a lot made it a lot more nuanced, a lot you know twistier. Yeah, there was a lot more going on. So yeah. that's what I appreciated about it. Sure. I hope they do somewhere to that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll that see. Path. Yeah. We'll see. I, I honestly don't know. So um, I hope it's good. I, like I said, I, I'm so burnt out with Disney and the remakes at this point that it's like they could just, That's fair. they could, they could announce like an entire big crossover movie with them. And I would just look at them and go, why? Like, I don't care to see any of these characters. You can tell me you're doing a live action Wreck-It Ralph with the original voice cast playing all the characters. And I'd go, no, thank you. Just, just, I'll watch the original. It's fine. Just, just leave that alone. Like, you know, like we're only 10 years away from getting a Frozen remake in live action. And I'm, we, at that point, I'm just, just like, why didn't more, you- like, Can we just get more movies like the more experimental phase of the 90s? Like the, you know, Emperor's New Groove type of- movies yes or the darker shit like hunchback of notre dame like yeah that's a good one or you know if you go into the early 2000s you get treasure planet which was surprisingly good i finally watched it for the first time during quarantine uh great mouse detective lost empire great mouse detective is still one of my all-time favorites uh and that's 80s like that's that's kicking the old school so like that's right at the start of the disney renaissance so my my mother who loved sherlock holmes made sure that we owned great mouse detective oh yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah that's that's what i'm hoping for is something different something yeah not just a straight up like you know you can do like lilo and stitch oh lilo and stitch love lilo and stitch i don't need a live action version of no But I'm just saying, I want them yeah. to get back to some of the more some, uh, yeah. original, like truly original, original ideas, not just traditional fairy tales. Yeah, and I'd be good with that too. So, all right. So next story, speaking of movies that feature characters that have been done a few times over now, Warner Brothers is releasing a Won- Willy Wonka prequel. Uh, I'm sure it won't be a prequel to the original Gene Wilder movie, but it will be about young Willy Wonka before he opens the chocolate factory, probably globetrotting. The way I keep reading about this, uh, it almost sounds, uh, let's see. Uh, Wonka, based on a script by Emmy nominee Simon Rich, uh, will focus on a young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate factory. Set to debut on March 17th, 2023, the film will be directed by Paddington's Paul King with David Heyman set to produce. My immediate thought with that is fantastic. No. I don't know why. My well, first thought is no. No, no, I, I agree. Like, I don't need to see how he got the Oompa Loompas. Like, that's, that's exactly that's, what's going to happen. That's what makes it great, is that you have no idea where this man came from or what led him to this. Yeah. He is supposed to be the epitome of mysterious. Yeah. I don't want his backstory. I don't need his backstory. Stop it. Yeah. Well. Not everything needs a prequel. I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, But since they're doing it, obviously they have their sights set on some big name young talent. Um, And I am already feeling oversaturated with both of these actors. So you can tell where I'm leaning with this. Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet, the boy, 
both are in the running for this part, or at least that's who Warner Brothers wants. Ultimately, they will probably get one of them when they throw a truckload of money at them. I don't know. If I have to choose, I'd probably choose Tom Holland just because he kind of has that wide-eyed wonder to his his face and Timothy mm-hmm. Chalamet just strikes me as very moody. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't want it. Why we we don't want it. Yeah, don't want it. Don't like it. We'll probably still wind up watching it when it comes out. Like, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't um, want or need. I, I want to know how many original screenplays uh, that they passed over before they're like, ooh, yeah, let's do a prequel of Willy Wonka. This has been in talks for a few years now. Um, but you're right. No, there, there are plenty of original script ideas out there that they could be doing. How many aspiring screen, screenwriters are out there writing these great original concepts and studios are just like, nope prequel sequel remake uh let's make another one of this established property stop it yep do you not hear how many people online complain about the lack of original ideas but here's the problem they but all those all those sleeper hits that like no one expects to do well that make massive amounts of money and become like super popular like pop culture changing icons yeah always original ideas Mm mm-hmm now, granted, some of them based on books, but still. Yeah. Uh, no one ever was like, oh, that remake was fantastic. No, right. everyone's always like, it was a remake. Yeah. Cool. No, the, and, that's, and that's unfortunately the problem, though, is that, that people don't go out to see new original content, at least not the way that they should. You know, that's why, that's why our biggest global blockbuster is a comic book movie. As much as I loved it, let's be honest, that's yeah. what it is. You know, before that, it was an original movie. And I use that term incredibly loosely. So, you know, it just, I think, I think we, we as a society only have ourselves to blame because we keep showing up for all these big budget comic book adaptations, video game movies, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then we wonder why we're not getting anything original or why we keep getting remakes of shit we've already seen before. So if you want to help contribute and actually get more original content. You know what you should do in the middle of this pandemic if your theater is open and you're feeling willing and safe to go see something original? Go watch check a out. random obscure movie. Go watch Promising Young Woman. Apparently that one is really good and I really still want to see it. Go see something different and new and that you've never heard before. Something that doesn't have a brand attached to it. Yes. Otherwise you're going to keep getting the branded shit, which is good and I enjoy it, but that's what's going to keep happening. Yeah period yep. so uh all right so trisha if you have to choose between these two actors who are you going with i've already said i'm going with tom holland probably tom holland can you imagine how john mulaney would react if he found out timothy chalamet was being cast as willy wonka like no i'm still taller than the boy <laughs> <laughs> not the boy not the boy that timothy chalamet son of a bitch it's just fun to talk like John Mulaney. <laughs> he'd just be mad because he'd have to go watch it because his wife would make him. Right? <laughs> oh. But John, we have to go watch it. I don't want to watch the boy. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Tom Holland, this got my panties in a twist because I was super excited when I saw it. Charlie Cox of Daredevil fame was reportedly seen on the set of Spider-Man 3. Uh, <laughs> Yes. So word broke it last month that he had signed on, reportedly signed on to reprise the role for the third untitled uh, 
Spider-Man film. He's been spotted on set. So there's there are pictures, I'm sure. Somebody's seen him. But I am just, I am giddy at the thought that that with where we left off and far from home, that that Peter Parker is going to need representation in court. Yes. And who, who better than Matt Murdock? Matt Murdock, the blind lawyer. Who better? Like, this is like, okay. As much as I've just bitched about, you know, the lack of original movies and whatnot coming out, Marvel is getting it right because they're not just adapting comic storylines. They are taking them, twisting them into something more palatable for film. Yeah. And then, and playing fan service to people who loved the fucking Daredevil. It's, it's become almost more inspired by comics than straight yes. up comic adaptations. Right. You know, and, and, I mean, yeah, that's that's how they're getting us. But still, was this not like the most exciting piece of news about this movie we've read yes. yet? Yes. Like, as stoked as we were that this is probably going to be a, a Spider-Verse type of movie with the potential of, of previous Spider-Men showing back up and villains and all that. That right there, that that's that shit. That's what I grew up, like the Spider-Man TV show, anytime they had these little crossovers with these other superhero characters. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm dying to see on the big screen. And yes, like as hyped as I was about seeing Cat pick up Mjolnir in Endgame, fucking Matt Murdock's going to walk in and represent (laughs) Peter Parker in a case about Spider-Man. And I am just stoked about it. But that's all I can really say. I feel like I may have summed it up for both of us. Daredevil was my favorite of the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah. Like that's the one that hit me the most when they all got canceled. I'm like, I understand why. And what they were building up to, but that that one hurt the most. Yeah, I loved that show so much. Yeah, Daredevil- so I was like, just just like when you bring the character back, and I know you're gonna bring the character back, just bring back Charlie Cox. Yeah, so I'm just like yes, yes. Uh, I I hope he's not the only one. I would really like to see them bring back. Um, I can't remember her name, but Jessica Jones, um, uh, Kristen Ritter. Thank you. I, I knew it was like I know it's something super easy to remember, and it's obviously not. Well, it's and I've seen girl. I've seen reports that it's they're not using the the original show as canon, and, and that's it's fine. going to be a reboot, which is fine. Yep. But I I would assume that they would build back some of those characters. They yeah. they're, they're building to that. Yeah, yeah. The only problem I would see would be like Jessica Jones, obviously severe drinking problem and disney doesn't want to touch that shit with a 39 and a half foot pole and that's why they didn't they didn't go full tilt with the demon in the bottle storyline in iron man 2 they should have it would have made a better film but um yeah i i would love to see her return though mm-hmm. uh and i like why are the actor's names escaping me right now luke cage um Mike, uh, that one I can't help you with. Anyway, yeah, the guy that played the only one I don't care if he comes back or not is Iron Fist, and that's both as a character and as as the actor. Like, I I hope if they plan to bring back Iron Fist that they do a better job this time around. Because um, well, I don't didn't really know any better from everything I've I, I heard, and even uh, that's the the first of those shows that I was just like I I I don't care about this yeah. dude. I don't want to watch this. Uh, Yeah, Iron Fist is not a character I'm like super familiar with other than him teaming up with Luke Cage to be heroes for hire. Mm -hmm. And even then, I'm like, I'm more here for Luke Cage than anything. So 
uh, yeah, no, that series was a was an absolute fucking mess. And so, the less said about it, the better. And yeah, so. Also, if we're bringing back uh, Jessica Jones, can, can can we bring David Tennant with him too? Do we get David Tennant back as as Kilgrave as the Purple Man, or do we bring him back as something else? I don't care as long as David Tennant is there. David Tennant. I just want David Tennant in the MCU. Yeah. I still want him as the Riddler. I don't care. If I want him in as many of my franchises as I can possibly get him just, in. Just all the David Tennant that you can handle. I already have him in Harry Potter and Doctor Who. Yeah. Let's just keep going. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's that's where we're at with that. I am super stoked about about the potential of Same. Daredevil joining the MCU for real Definitely. Yes. So, uh, sticking to the Marvel stuff. So last week we were talking about the 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 confirmation and then the speculation and the the you know just the mess of story that was chris evans coming back as as captain america or steve rogers let's just put that out there it could be one or the other not maybe not both uh apparently somebody decided to ask the new cap anthony mackie sir falcon himself what he thought about it uh okay so before i actually tell you what he said what do you think he said? I'm just in here going, can we stop asking Marvel actors about rumors? Because you know they can't tell us what they know, and you know they're going to lie straight to our faces. Yeah. So stop asking. You're not going to get a real answer. It's true. And so... so They're, they're going to speak in circles yep. until you're mad. And you have nailed it because that's, then, ex- that's exactly... Then you're going to go, why didn't you, why did you lie to me? Because they're contractually not allowed to tell you. Right. So that's exactly what Anthony Mackie has done when he was asked about it. So um, I don't know anything, but, but that'd be he said, great. He said, and I quote, you know, I've heard that. Like, I've seen that. And look, Chris is my boy. So if they're getting the band back together, I'll be very happy with that. Like, <laughs> like, like what a non-answer other than, yeah, I'm all for it. Like, that's If, that's if it. anyone is, is, has perfected the art of the non-answer for these, it's, it's Anthony Mackie yes uh i don't know anyone that can that can bullshit as well as he can it's true really don't it's true uh speaking of which did you know that the falcon and winter soldier series is only going to be six episodes have we talked about that um i don't know if we've talked about that but i remember seeing that because they published that recently yeah well hi buddy you you want to you want to say hi to the audience but they're like 45 minute like hour-long episodes yeah somewhere in there Oh, it's yeah. not like WandaVision where they're like 30 minute episodes. Yeah, speaking of which, I feel like we need to talk about WandaVision this week. But I don't know if everybody's watched it. And the ones that have, I'm not sure I want to talk to you about it either. Uh, <laughs> just because what I personally... We don't really know much yet. So yeah. I feel like there's not much to talk about. There really isn't. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot. Of I will big- say to anyone who watched it and goes, I'm bored. It's, it's a Marvel show, not a Marvel yeah. movie. Stick with it's it. It's going to be a slower burn. Right you have to be patient yeah stick with it i'm sure i'm sure all will be revealed in time i'm personally intrigued by the mystery but even without it i'm kind of digging the the whole uh, sitcom aesthetic from you know from that the i love lucy dick van dyke show kind of Mm -hmm. era and then like the second episode was obviously inspired by bewitched so and those were both shows or like all three of those were shows that i loved as a kid watching on nick at night 
Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen clips that suggest uh, a pretty bunch inspired is coming up at some point. Yeah. Well, because we're now in Technicolor with the way yeah. the last episode ended. So, so I think they're basically just going through family sitcoms over yeah. over the decades until yeah. they. Yeah, but I'm. End. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Whatever's coming. Yeah, I'm just. I'm really curious to see what's what's going to come of that. So. Um, all right. So moving on, our last bit of movie news for this week. So we've been talking about the Warner situ- Warner Brothers situation. Um, things have been shifting around. Last week when we talked, uh, the the Sopranos prequel uh, had been moved back to this fall from the spring. Um, and then, well, this week we found out, actually, the very next day after recording, <laughs> because that's how it always works. That's how it always works with us. Uh, we found out that Godzilla versus Kong will be moving up by two months. Uh, so instead I'm of opening, still surprised by. Yeah, um, yeah, because we've been talking about how they were negotiating everybody's uh, pay and all that and all the profits. Anything's been moved up in the yeah. last year. Yeah, maybe some of the super small stuff that that studios were like, oh, just go ahead and release it. No right. one's coming anyway. Like, just get it out there. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious. I think this is the first like somewhat major title that's been moved up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm just going to read the story. This is from ComingSoon.net. Uh, after Warner Brothers and Legendary Entertainment struck a deal to keep Godzilla vs. Kong as a day and date theatrical and HBO Max release on May 21st, they have now moved the release date up. So the new Godzilla vs. Kong release date is March 26, 2021, where it will have zero competition. That's probably part of the decision. There are also rumblings that No Time to Die will move back again to November, which will not be a shock to anybody at this point. I was going to say, we've, we've had that discussion, not just us, but Everybody. I've had that conversation with a couple of employees yeah. talking about. Um, uh, our boss straight up said, it's, it's going to move. I don't know when they're going to announce it, but it's going to move. Yeah, uh, but that's where we're at. So honestly, if if Warner Brothers has faith in, in this this structure that they're going with, Moving it up to March 26th isn't a bad idea. Nothing so to else clarify, the theatrical release is moving up or just the theatrical um, release or it's both? It's the whole release date. So, okay. it, so it's, it's still going to be day and date? Yes. Um, but apparently they, like I said, they, they have enough confidence in it to move it up three months. Or maybe they don't and they're just trying to get it away from, you know, the third week of Black Widow and whatever else Disney's putting out in May. Uh, yeah. Either way, um, it's a good thing for us, honestly. Um, yeah, and I, I think this is going to be kind of like Wonder Woman, that it's going to be one of those movies that a lot of people are going to want to see in a theater versus yes. watching at home for the first time. Right. I mean, yeah. Like Wonder Woman pretty much went as I, I predicted, is mm-hmm. that in that we had a big like first and second week, big first weekend, second weekend did okay, and it has had a very steep drop off after that because people are getting the first showing in the theater and then being like oh, i'll watch it at home now yeah well yeah and and i'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen now that uh because today is the we're recording on the 21st uh on the 24th this sunday that's when they're taking wonder woman 1984 off of hbo max so that's when it's 30 oh, days window true. is up um so we'll see if maybe we can pick back up some of that business you know on the weekends at the very least I don't know. Uh, I feel like the negative reviews it's gotten. I I don't think I doubt it. It's possible, I guess. Yeah. Um, The internet's new favorite thing is to badmouth it, so I doubt it. Yeah. Um, 
I've good. already heard customers coming in to see other movies that are like, I kind of want to see it, but I keep hearing that it's bad. So I don't, I don't know if I want to watch it or not. Yeah. Well, good and bad is subjective. Stop listening to other people. And if you want to watch it, just go watch it. Yeah, exactly. Make up your own mind. Don't let people make it for you. Um, so speaking of, of HBO Max, we're going to kind of close out with this. So I think it was last week or the week before we had talked about streaming numbers and all that. Um, our friends over at Dad in a Rock, whose show we're going to be on here in a couple weeks. So stay tuned as we as we get that ironed out. Um, sent us an article about, uh, was it? Yeah, I think it was Dad in a Rock. Uh, anyway, it was sent us pretty an sure. article. I'm sorry? So I'm pretty sure it was Dad in a Rock. Yeah. Uh, basically sent us this article about um, the streaming numbers between Disney Plus with Soul and HBO Max with mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman. And the numbers were starkly different. Um, no actual viewership numbers of those titles, but... Yeah, it, it just tracked... It didn't even track necessarily new subscriptions as much as it tracked new downloads. Right. Which they even acknowledge in the article is not necessarily a, a perfect science. Yeah. Because that could be, you know, people get a new device, they download it new, or they've had it on their phone, but they haven't downloaded it to their, you know, smart TV or their their uh, Fire Stick or Roku or Apple or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it, it is some sort of indication right yeah because the downloads are all done right there at that christmas time i'm sure yeah. um now it's HBO- if it's a new download they're probably downloading it mostly for yeah that new content right uh hbo max in that article did say that about half of their or maybe it wasn't that article but uh, i've read it somewhere else uh about half of their subscribers watched wonder woman 84 on the day it was released on christmas day um which I found interesting, but I'm like, why won't you give us an exact number then? Um, but even even still, just going by the downloads, Disney Plus scored like 2.3 million new downloads, whereas HBO Max only scored 550,000. I, it's such a hard metric to measure. Like, I, I don't know why we're going by this. Why don't we just release the numbers, the actual viewing numbers of these titles, right? So we can know um because disney's not doing anything with it either they're not saying yay or nay i would sit there and say wow disney really smoked hbo max on this but look at as far as even new downloads look at the subscriber bases for both apps disney actually has a global presence with disney plus hbo max is currently only available in north america yeah so that's gonna already cripple yeah uh hbo max when it comes to to getting a lot of downloads anyway right but even with five hundred and fifty thousand, you know to 2.3 million considering the the amount of of disney plus has percentage increases yeah pretty substantial at that point yeah um yeah i don't know I, i i'm just frustrated that nobody will just give us a straight answer and netflix is notorious for doing the same thing too they they won't they everybody is being super secretive with their viewing numbers just because netflix did that first instead of just coming out and saying yeah no this movie had you know two million viewers you know or two million views on on opening day like just just cover it that way the thing that first makes me know is that i know why netflix does that Mm -hmm. 
because everyone always complains about well they always cancel a show after like three or four seasons well yeah because most contracts are for that much and then after that the, the cast can renegotiate in which case if it's popular they can negotiate for more money so netflix is just canceling shows rather than pay their cast more yeah they'd rather just keep canceling shows and creating new ones so they can keep their costs down i get that i don't agree with it but i understand why and if they release the numbers people would be like why are you canceling the show yeah. if it's doing this well and then they'd have to be like oh, we want to pay people we don't want to pay people more so as long as they keep the mouth shut, there's no proof and they, they can pretty much do whatever they want. So I get that. But when it comes to streaming on these movies, it's like, what, why, why are you hiding them? Yeah, no, that's, that's where you should be bragging about. Yes, we've got people watching this and people love it or, you know, people don't like it, then fucking move on and don't talk about it. Like you forego a theatrical release to put it on your streaming platform and then you refuse to release the streaming numbers yeah i'm gonna guess not as many people are watching it as you hoped well and what may not be correct but yeah. that's going to be immediately where my mind jumps you well, don't want to tell us because then you'd have to admit it was the wrong choice yeah well and warner brothers has been awfully secret with their theatrical numbers too because uh remember back when tenet came out they wouldn't give us any numbers until after opening weekend and the opening weekend number, that 20 point whatever million, was actually for the full week with the, the pre-shows, the, the special shows early in the week. So they wouldn't tell us anything there. When Wonder Woman 84 opened, they wouldn't give us any, usually we have some kind of indicator on like Saturday morning as to where we're headed, where a movie's yeah. None of that. They wouldn't give us numbers on Wonder Woman 84 until Sunday night. Um if that's any indicator i don't know why the sudden secrecy other than trying to bolster hbo max and make it look good in which case the suits need to just shut the fuck up and just just be honest like just say yeah we were good here's our hbo max numbers here's our comparison for for the theatrical and like if you're trying to protect the theatrical response release those numbers first and then and then give us those 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 streaming numbers 30 days out like yeah. I, you know but just just be transparent don't don't sit there because that's that is the mind of of a theater manager working is how bad are they trying to fuck our industry over by well, and like disney still hasn't said anything about mulan yeah and it yeah, not only like they never talked about how much like how many people bought it right and it's it's been open to end to all disney plus subscribers for over a month over a month now and they still haven't made any sort of comment yeah. about how the streaming numbers are doing yeah so i'm curious like, even as people are bad mouthing the movie you think they'd be like well it, it did this many so people must like it yeah. and they're still just like nope not gonna say a word yeah they haven't said shit and so um and i know a lot of people were like clamoring for clamoring for them to do to do the premiere access thing with Black Widow that they did with, uh, I'm not going to. With, it lose no. way too much money doing that. Oh, absolutely! Like they they took a chance on Mulan. Their their folly with Mulan was not as much putting it to streaming, mm -hmm. which already was not. I I still think it was not the right choice. They thought that the Chinese market would come out for it. Yeah, they were they banking on the on the Chinese, just all coming out in droves to watch it. Yeah. And they didn't, which is not really surprising. They have their own movie theater industry out there. 
yeah. why would they climb harder to see an American company basically screw up one of their treasured uh, stories? When I guarantee you, with Chinese companies have probably made really great Mulan movies already. At yeah. least one. I would. I would bet. I don't know. Well, I'm sure. But also, they have their own. They have actual, like you know, their own Chinese movies that they can go watch. Yeah. Why would they race out to go see an American company create Mulan? Yeah. It's it's like everyone complaining about the Italian version of Pinocchio that we had. Why would I want to see that? <laughs> I mean, mouths don't match. It's because it's a dubbed Italian movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not Disney's Pinocchio. But yeah, they, they relied on they thought that the Chinese market was just gonna explode to go see Mulan. And so they thought okay, we'll release it in China in because th- I think China got it in theaters, I believe. They did, yes. So uh, they released it in China, in, in, China's, in, China. in theaters China. in China and put it to streaming in the U.S. thinking that the Chinese would, would carry them and it didn't happen. Yeah. And so now they're just like, it just don't say a word and maybe people forget all about it. Yeah. Like uh, not all of us did. Yeah. Some of us are still better. Yeah, I'd be curious though to to hear what our listeners think about this. Uh, just whether or not you know, are we just being paranoid, or is you know Warner Brothers really just just trying to cover up some shit just to to pad their their pockets for for HBO Max or to bolster it or whatever it is they're wanting to do. I don't know. Um, yeah, I just I just want some straight answers. I mean, what I really want is just to go back to work. You yeah. know and watch these new movies on the big screen like god intended but here we are what, what it comes down to is that every studio has the suits and the creatives yeah the suits are all about making money the creatives are all about making the best movie they possibly can mm-hmm. and they're constantly at war with each other and in light of everything going on the suits are currently winning i don't think that's a good thing I feel like we've made ourselves perfectly clear. But I also think that they're going to see long-term their short-term solutions to make short-term money is not the future of the industry. Right. So as much as we complain about everything going on, if you were one of those people that's been like, well, this is the future of the movie industry. No, it's not. No. Because they're going to choose whatever way is the best way to make money in the short term releasing it to streaming selling streaming is the best way to make a few bucks now yeah versus releasing it to theaters that are only partially open and those that are even open we're only allowed to sell at 50 percent capacity yeah when we get through this and people start coming back to theaters they're going to realize the money is in theaters not in streaming and they're going to go right back to the way things were yeah so those of you that have you know spent a lot of money on home theater setups because you're convinced that day and date releases are the, the wave of the future. It's not. I'm sorry to break it to you. Yeah. It's not going to happen. We will be back. It's just a matter of when and how like how long it's going to take and how much we're going to suffer along the way. Exactly. VHS didn't kill us. DVD didn't kill us. Redbox didn't kill us. Streaming didn't hasn't killed us yet yeah yeah it's not gonna happen sorry nope i'm with you so we keep up the good fight all right well trisha did you have anything else you wanted to add this week nope nope all right well i'm gonna you already got got me to do all my ranting at the start of the show 
I know. I'm going to have you step off your soapbox now. So, um, all right. Uh, make sure you guys are following us at drunk underscore theater on Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of us. That's the best way to bullshit with us. If you want to spout, you know, if you want to be featured on the show, let us know. Um, you know, give us a comment, give us something to work with, and we'll 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 work it out with you. Uh, be on the lookout for us on the Dad and Rock podcast here in a few weeks. Like I said, once we have uh, have that ironed out, we will get you a firm date so that way you come. That's actually going to be a live show, uh, so you'll actually be able to watch that one on YouTube. So you'll actually get to see our 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 pretty mugs for a change. So. Um, <laughs> Trish is just like, I don't know about this. What did I agree to? I do the show in bed in my pajamas. Why, why, why did I agree to this? <laughs> well, we, we, we just just put on a little makeup, put on a nice shirt, and you know, just just make it look like you're not in bed, you know. <laughs> so, all right. So follow us on Twitter. You can always email us at mydrunkmovietheater at gmail.com. Uh, you can also please leave us a review on Apple or on podchaser.com slash MDMT or anywhere that you can leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing or, uh, you know, don't if uh, you hate us. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, and if you're interested in merchandise, we do have a merch store, teespring.com slash stores slash MDMT. That's the best place to get some of our branded merch merchandise with our logo all over it with some, some goofy ass quotes and sayings that we've pulled. Um, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, from all of us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff. <laughs>